click, click, boom. What's going on, Faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back, and we're here to bring you guys another fun episode of More Madness at Midnight, Night, Night, Night. See, I had to add a little reverb and everything. You know, I do that all myself, guys, you know. Uh, what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Good. Had a great day. Ready to see how what holds on here in the show. Let's let's get her going. Tony, what about you, man? I oh Tony looks like the uh what what bad guy is it in a cartoon that starts with the red eye and then it like right. damn I can't, it's not Cyclops. Oh well, forget forget it. I can't think of what it is, so just ignore that. How, how, how you doing over, what the hell was that? How you doing over there, Tone? All right, I'm exhausted. I worked 16 hours today. Oh, hell yeah! I don't understand how you have this. Yo, I don't understand how you have this much energy at this time of the night. It's only because I got off at a decent time today, man. That's all. No other reason. Gotcha. No other reason. So. Guys, we, this is uh, Brian's anniversary. So first and foremost, happy anniversary. Thank you. All right. Tell us how long has it been? How much uh, do you regret? No, I'm kidding. Zero regrets. It's been 20 years of uh, good times, you know. Uh, there's always some ups and downs with any relationship. And then, you know, sometimes life throws things in your way. And so you got to deal with those. But, uh, uh, no, it's been great. Otherwise, we wouldn't be at 20 years. Hell, yeah, man. 20 years is a freaking beautiful thing, bro. That isn't that's incredible, man. I'm hoping for that kind of stuff. Tony, how long have you been locked down? Uh 10 at the end of the month. 10? Oh, look at you guys. The same month. Oh, it's like that, that that's nothing. It's just a coincidence. I don't have anything. We're gonna say yeah. like Eskimo brothers, but that's definitely not. I didn't want to put that. That's not that's not the thing. Well that's no. June's a pretty popular month for, for weddings, man. So summertime. Did you guys get married on a beach? No, we're outside at a at a family property um, next to a creek. It was yeah, it was just here in Oregon. Any mosquitoes? That's what I want to know. Next they to a creek? No, well, not during the day. No. What does that mean? You guys don't have mosquitoes during the day? Not really. I mean, it's not bad during the day. It's at nighttime when them little bastards come out. <laughs> wow! Wow! All right, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. What about you, Tony? Did you guys get married outside? We were supposed to, but a tropical storm blew through Cancun, Mexico. So, you guys got married in Mexico? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, now, that's a flex right there. That's a flex right there. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. So, all right, guys, we're going to get to this show. And I just realized that I didn't upload any of the uh, little topic things, my Twitter topics, but I have them already. So, if you guys bear with me for like 12 seconds, you're going to see a double. You're going to see two mics, and then one of the mics is going to disappear. Then we're going to do a mic drop. Oh, actually, I'm going to go on mute. You guys uh, talk about your, your anniversary. How's your day been, Brian? That's what I want to know. What did you guys do today? Oh, yeah. Uh, me. Um, well, for me, I did a lot of driving around, dropping off the kids at school, kind of letting Heather have the day off, not doing much. Um, not necessarily off, I should say. but um, And then you guys know. I mean, the chat doesn't know. I had to... Um, we had a motorhome that had some animal critter damage from the winter and the insurance company totaled it. So we went looking for new uh, uh, RV or trailer today just to kind of see what we could uh, find or look at, see what we what, what the market looks like. 
And uh, so today was kind of just uh, dipping our toe in the pool and trying to find figure that out and uh, see what direction we're going to be heading with that. And uh, that's about it. I mean, I, I mean, I ran around and grabbed some food so she didn't have to cook. Had uh, She loves you know, salads from a specific restaurant. So I went to Ben, you know, a little bit of a drive, went up and got that and got her some Starbucks tea and those kind of things. And happy wife, happy life, man. That's what they say. That is what they say. So hopefully it's true because I am doing my best to make mine happy. So guys, let's go ahead and get down to the show. Uh, you guys already know where to find us. The, uh, all of the formalities are going to pop up there on the screen, uh, but we are going to go ahead and get to the meat and potatoes of tonight's show. Now, I told you guys that we start every show now with what happened today on Twitter. So on Twitter today is what we have here. So I got four things to post. We're going to talk about them, and then we're going to get to all these questions. Now, while you guys are out there, make sure you are sending those questions in. I'm going to start from the top and work our way back down, okay? So first, number one, tight end Chase Harrell, waived by the 49ers in April, has been suspended for the entire 2021 regular season. What the hell did Chase Harrell do? Who gets suspended for a whole season? Well, it's his second offense. Is this is this PEDs again? Yep. Yeah. And you get the whole season for your second offense? Well, I'm sure he'll go and you know uh, plead his case, but uh, I'm you know. Holy smoke! Depends, I guess, on what I think he got. What a six game ban last time? Yeah. Oh my god! Any chance that's why the Niners cut him? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you think like they knew about it and they were waiting for the decision to come down. They knew it was strike two. It was going to be at least eight games. No need to have him on the roster then, if that's the case. Uh, from my point of view, I would say it's a it's a definite possibility. I mean, um, you start worrying about a guy who might have character concerns, or you know, if he's going to not want to follow the rules, and that's somebody you don't want to have in your locker room. I get that. I understand that. Now, but, hey, I don't, I don't know exactly what he popped for either. So, I mean, it could have been something in a supplement he was taking that he didn't know was going to be on the NFL's radar. That's true. They update that list every year. Uh, Tony, when a player is suspended, do they count against your roster space? No. No? No, go, huh. you go on a suspension list. Oh, well, then that means he was just trash. It wasn't about what he was using. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, I really had high hopes for Chase Rail. I'm sorry to see this happening to him. Hopefully you can get it together. Uh, but I tell you one thing, that shows his uh, dedication to uh, his craft. They say if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if you guys remember the linebacker from the Texans, Brian Cushing. He was the uh, man as long as he was roided up. And as soon as they got him off those roids, he was like super trash. Super trash. I know Cushing personally. Oh, I'm, uh, am I talking about your boy? He's still he's still trash without the roids, though. I'll tell you that straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to defend him or something. Okay, cool. All right, here's the second one I got here. Uh, this one's going to be a little talking point. Lewis Riddick sees Jimmy Garoppolo holding on to 49 starting job and competing for a Super Bowl if he stays healthy. All right, now, I think a lot of people feel this way. I think a lot of people have talked about this. But let me ask you guys a question. Other than winning, and I know that's a big deal, right? What does Jimmy Garoppolo do well? Like, what, what is causing someone who doesn't watch the 49ers as close as we do say this about Jimmy Garoppolo? Because if that's the case, Jimmy Garoppolo has a trade market, and the Niners are still holding on to him. So what, how, how does, what does he do well? What, where, where is his value? He's a 
I don't like to say it like that, but a poor man's version of Brady. I mean, he was taught in that system. You know, you're going to go for the short passes across the middles to your tight ends and your slot receivers. That's where the money was at in, in New England. That's what he's been trained to do. Kyle's kind of put him in that position. He's not a long ball thrower, right? He can on occasion, um, but his accuracy is lacking because he doesn't get to use it very often. And so I think that's where you're looking. So if you've got a coach who wants someone who wants to mimic something similar to what uh, Belichick had installed in New England and how, you know, if you're going to have a running team like Kyle has where you're going to dump the ball off across the middle most of the time on, you know, short routes, then yeah, he does have a market. But, you know, when you start looking at next year's possible landing spots, I don't think there's much of a market there really. So, okay. All right. Tony, one, do you think that statement is true? If Jimmy's healthy, he's competing for a Super Bowl. And two, what does he do well? Um, I'm going to answer two first, his release. That, mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's his bread and butter, in my opinion. His release is, like, the fastest in the league. And as far as the Lewis Riddick statement, if that's what he feels, I mean, it could it be true? Yeah. But he needs to become a lot more cons uh, consistent, and he needs to stay healthy. I, my personal opinion, it's not just straight health. It's more consistent play. Okay. All right. All right. They're going to hurry up through these last two here. Um, I don't know if you guys can see this. 49ers running backs coach Bobby Turner has been named a recipient of the 2021 Dr. Z Award by the Pro Football Writers of America. Award is given for lifetime achievement as an assistant coach in the NFL. Turner is in his 26th year and beloved by current and former running backs. I thought this was big. I thought this deserved some more uh Headlines and news. Congratulations to Coach Turner here. Um, there's not much to discuss on this. I just wanted to make it known because I didn't. The 49ers put out a tweet and it had like 1,300 likes. Guys, that is pathetic for a team with two million followers. Uh, that's that's not good. And I thought that deserved some more likes. Uh, so I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, you guys have any thoughts on it? And if not, we'll move to the next the next one here. Well deserved. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right. And last but not least, it's the official post from the 49ers. Yeah, I just wanted to put that one up there. This is going to uh, conclude your today on Twitter. Okay, on Twitter today is now done. And we are going to get to the questions. All right, so let's get rid of Bobby. Sorry, buddy. Love you, but you got to go. All right. Let's start at the top and see what we got. And... All right, this is a question. I saw a question mark in here. Voltron was comprised of five lions, and each member of NBN crew, if each member of the NBN crew was Voltron, who would be what lion and why? Also, who are the top three players on this roster, in your opinion? All right, so this is going to require me to do a little research here. I like it, keeping me on my toes. And so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to Google really quick the picture of Voltron so I can see where each lion was. And then we'll try to figure it I out. Could, I could each tell one you of them had want. like power or something, right? I I could tell you if you want. All right, break it down, big dog. The black line was the main upper part of the body and the head. The red and the green were the arms, and the blue and the yellow were the legs. So the black line was the top. The blue and the yellow were the legs. The purple and no, yellow, the red wait. and the green. Red and the green were the arms. Yes. Okay. All right. I want to hear your guys five then. Who's who? I thought it was. Didn't they have powers too, or they were 
driven by some sort of power or are they represented they were, some they were driven they were driven by a, a key that each uh individual had like a line wouldn't go if they didn't have the key like, i just want to let you guys know that if, if if we don't get to your question it's all cali's fault because we're <laughs> doing a deep dive on this here all it right it looks we're, like it says that the black lion is lightning the Blue lion was water and ice. Ocean. Or ocean, I guess, yeah. Um, red's fire, uh, yellow earth, and uh, the green one is uh, trees or forests or something along those lines. Okay. All right. I like I it. don't know I like if that it. matters as far as how you want to build the NBN Voltron. But like All I right, would well. say Nick's probably fire since he was a fireman, right? <laughs> Plus, he's always snapping on people. All right, I like that. Which one was fire? That was the red one? Red one, red one yeah. Okay. Um, I spent right. a lot of time under the water, so I could be the ocean guy. <laughs> so you're blue? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to make myself yellow because I'm grounded, and I feel like, yeah, like I, I got to be the legs, right? I got to be part of the legs. Let's, let's keep it. You're yellow. Moving. That's the earth guy, yeah, grounded. So grounded, see there? And I do a lot of the leg work for the show, so I like that. I like that. All right, that leaves Breezy and Tony. Now, the green one did what now? That's the forest or the trees. What the fuck kind of power are trees? What, like, does he send leaves at uh, you? Bulbasaur. That's, oh, that's where he was. That's where they stored them. Like, the line, the green line was stored in the forest. The yellow ah. line was stored there, wherever that was on, on whatever. The red line was in like a volcano type thing and the blue line was underwater i got it so that means that that breezy really is bulbasaur because he's in the woods right the leaves <laughs> and that leaves tony as the black line i think well, I, was gonna say, I was gonna say breezy's the green line because of the celtics that's no, true no we, no we, we can't do that because his favorite team he's bulbasaur <laughs> that's from last night show <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for the uh, the the question here, Callie. Uh, let me get this off of here, and uh, let's answer the second part. Uh, top three players on this roster, in your opinion. Uh, let's go with Tony first, and then uh, Brian. Oh, um, top three. Don't overcomplicate this guy. This is pretty easy. This I'm gonna go easy. Bosa Warner. Kittle. Yep. No. I got the same three. I got a different three. Right. I would I, then if you're gonna do Kittle, I'm gonna do Trent. Trent there you there you go. Somebody's gotta give my man Trent some love. That someone's gotta give my man Trent some love. I don't know if I could put Bosa in there yet just because of the injury history. Um he he's he's really, really, really good. And I wanna put him in there. But right now I gotta go with Trent, I gotta go with Warner, and I gotta go with Kittle. Those are those are my top three for the 49ers. But Jason Verrett's on the skirts. Uh, you know, Bosa's right there too. Um, hell, I think Jimmy Ward is super duper underrated. He's up there also. This team has a lot of good talent on it. So that's a Definitely. good question. That's a that's a very, very good question. All right, let's keep this thing moving here. Um, what rookie corner would you would start if the starting corners get injured or struggle? Uh, obviously, we won't know till camp comes. But according to draft, you know Thomas should be the next Sam guy Brown. up, 
and then uh, Lenore, you know, would be the next. And I and I would and I can bolster that by saying that I know that Lenore has some work to do just because of the way he was at Oregon. He was overly aggressive. Uh, he needs to adjust to NFL speeds and angles. Um, so that's something he's going to have to to pick up on. I think that Thomas is kind of ahead of, of that. There's a lot of missed opportunities when he was when Lenore was in Oregon, uh, just because of over pursuit. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I agree with it, so I won't touch on it. What do you think, Tony? I'd say Thomas, but I would not sleep on Lenore. Lenore is built a certain way and wired a certain way with that competitive. Um, no, I'm not backing down type mentality, and, and that's what you need as a corner in the NFL. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. That's true. He's tough, and he's got a I, – I tell you what, though, you, you say that he was over-aggressive. Uh, a bad play by him didn't deter his his playing style, and uh, he, he got right back after. So you really do like to see that, Tony. Oh, yeah, right. I do. Yeah, I'm just saying that he's got to adjust to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't be playing in the same fashion he was at Oregon uh, in the NFL. Yeah. Great question there, Danny Albright. Stephen Smith asked one for Brian. During your time as a submariner, did I say that right? You did say it right. <laughs> Some people say submariner. Is That's it submariner? Yep. Oh, it's wrong. Let's go. Look at Mike. Uh, Brian, how often would you surface during active work uh, as someone with with a little claustrophobia? I can't imagine being in that metal tube. Um, well, first, you can't really talk about submarine operations, so I can't discuss that. I mean, when they say there are certain things that we have to just kind of take with us to the grave, there's definitely some things you just – if you can't like find how, it in the Wikipedia, like how often you surface, I can't talk. You can't... Well, that's operations of a submarine. I can't discuss oh. that type of stuff. Um, but I will say that a lot of times they don't surface due to the fact that it's not necessary because there's means to be able to do things when you're what they call snorkeling or – Gotcha. At a depth where you can still accomplish tasks without actually giving away your position. All right. All right. I like that. I like that. It's a little insight. Not, not much of a peek behind the curtain, but we were behind the curtain on that. So. <laughs> I, like that. I like that. Yeah. Niner Rick 49 says, will Fred Warner get his contract by camp? Let's answer that one. For, uh, would it be bad if he doesn't? Okay. And then does pie apple? Pineapple. Pineapple. Oh. Oh. The long on pizza. Okay. Uh, let's talk Fred Warner first. Let's go with uh, Tony and then Brian. Um, I want to say yes, but I'm going to say no because I simply just don't think they have the flexibility to do it right now. Um, if Jimmy was not here or they decided to trade him or whatever, which it doesn't look like they're going to, but um, – I definitely think an extension would have gotten done if Jimmy wasn't here. But right now, that $25 million is taking up a large slot, and it's tied up, and they can't use it. And they're not going to restructure him. And no, I don't want – oh, no, never mind. Oh, no, you can answer the pineapple part. No, I don't want pineapple on my pizza. All right, Brian, what you got, man? So as far as spread goes, um, I mean, you're likely to see something along Kendall's line – happen but they're gonna have to move some money because a lot of part of the part of the thing is everybody like i've said before you see 17 million dollars out there in cap space but it doesn't take a lot of things into consideration we have got three draft picks that haven't been signed that's over eight million right there you got another three million in a practice squad so there's 11 so you're down to about six and a half million dollars not to say it couldn't happen because if you do a, a you know you got to take his 3.6 million or whatever he's making roughly around there this year 
Um, if you're going to give him a new contract, he's probably going to get something like six million that's going to be due this year on the as a cap hit, I think. And then they work out having a low base salary that first year, um, and then he'll get a, a larger signing bonus. Um, so I could see it happening, um, but I also it depends. I mean, unless we see some movements with some other contracts, I think they're going to want to save that through that money for the season in case they have injuries and they have to accommodate something. Um, and I think that Fred's well aware that that's probably what happened. Plus it gives him another year to, to bolster his numbers and, and make him even that much more rich. <laughs> and as for pineapple, I put pineapple on everything, but I also have a bad, uh, reflux. So when I eat pizza, I like to eat a, you know, usually I have like a, a pesto or something like that. So I don't usually put pineapple on that. Um, but if I do have a red sauce, then yeah, I usually have like a Hawaiian or a, um, Canadian bacon, uh, whatever you want to call it, and then regular breakfast bacon and pineapple on it, just because it's it's easier on my system. Our resident Hawaiian has spoken, guys. I love um, that place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at um, I'm looking at Eric Armstead's contract because he signed a really big contract. Oh yeah, no. In 2021, I believe is when he signed his contract, but his cap hit was still 12 and a half millions, and I think I think his contract is going to be less than what Fred Warner's is going to be. So I don't think that it happens uh, this offseason. But it's not a bad thing. It's not bad. Fred Warner has actually come out and said, I've played this entire time on my current contract. I'll continue to play on my contract, and I'm going to let them take care of it. Uh, and I have had pineapple on pizza because my daughter loves it. Uh, it's not my favorite, but I won't kill anybody who does like it. I right. tortured our Italian exchange student by making him eat it. It was fun. <laughs> he, probably, he probably put... Uh, he was like apple seeds in your in your soup and you didn't know it. He was trying to get you with the uh he was like that. It's not it's not bad, but it's not good. <laughs> DJ Malone chimes in here. He says, Do you guys think TO is the last great wide receiver one we had? That's a very good question. So let's go around the table here. Uh let's start with Brian. Great. I mean, how it's a matter how do you measure great? Mm -hmm. Um yeah, probably when you, when you think about the, the elite level that T.O. was and you want to put him in the same discussion as Moss and Rice and, you know, in that, in that tier, not on the same level, but close enough. I don't think we've had another wide receiver one that's been at that level. Tony, what do you think on that? Oh, um, I'm going to say, yeah, but I agree with Brian. I don't think he's at that level. But he's definitely the best wide receiver we've had since Rice. All right. Okay. Um, I can't answer the Street Fighter question because I was a Mortal Kombat guy. <laughs> I'm going to say – I'm going to go with – I don't know if he would have – yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Anquan Bolden was the last great wide receiver we had. Uh, only because when I think of a great wide receiver, it's can he get the job done regardless of what we ask. Anquan Bolden's never been a speed guy, but he caught deep passes. Sure. He caught, he caught passes in double and triple coverage. He caught short passes and then ran hard to pick up the first downs. Uh, I think Anquan Bolden is, is exactly what you want in a wide receiver one. His role here was of that stature, and he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know if he's going to get there uh, uh, officially or not, but he's definitely he definitely should be a Hall of Famer. Anquan Bolden was a machine, so uh, he was here last, so I'm going to go with that. Favorite Street Fighter character. Um, man, I, I didn't play a lot of Street Fighter either. I'm going to go with that little beast dude. What was his name? Like Baraka or something like that? 
Or Sangeef. Or that was the dude with the stretchy arms, right? Sangeef. I think that was him. I don't know. What do you got there, Tony? Sorry, I can't can't answer that one. I couldn't tell you. I never played Street Fighter. I don't know. You never played Street Fighter? Never. All right. What two most exotic meat any of you guys have had, and was it delicious? All right. So what? what's the most exotic meat you've had? Meat? Um what what makes a meat exotic like monkey brains like is that i think talking... like you know a lot of people don't eat shark or croc you know i had i've had shark i've had alligator you know those are kind of things that mm -hmm. you know it's not deer it's not elk it's not a cow you know so exotic you know how was it uh the shark meat's kind of rubbery it's not it doesn't have a great texture to it i didn't think the flavor it's nothing to write home about it's mostly about the sauces that you let it sit in aha now we're talking because i was gonna say octopus and i feel the same exact way hmm. very chewy uh but it's it's more about the sauce that it's in there's First, not a lot of flavor to the is, octopus it, is escargot is that meat because i think that's meat because <laughs> that's good yeah. but it's only good if you soak it in garlic and butter <laughs> yeah yeah what do you think there tony I never really had an exotic meat. I mean, I'm not a big like steak oh. person. I'll have one every one now and then, but I, I don't. I never really had anything like exotic. I ate reindeer when I was in Norway, and it's gamey. It was not good. Yeah, and uh, I don't know Lisa or Julia, so I'll go with uh, Julia for because of Roberts. That's it. I think she's no. from Jersey. I think she's from Jersey. I think. To All answer right. that question, that's absolutely no. No, Lisa? No, Lisa? No, no the next question you have on the... Oh, with dumping arms, that's it. Yeah, no, no. So we'll keep, we'll try to keep it moving. I didn't realize we're down to five minutes already. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, Brian... Oh, <laughs> that's not uh -oh. a question. What? That's not a question. Uh, all right, here we go. In the spirit of relationships, weddings, and anniversaries, what are the keys to a healthy relationship slash marriage? Brandon, coming back again with this question. I like this the other night. We didn't get to it. All right. We're all married men. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, for all me, right. it's communication. Sir. You, know, you got to have open lines of communication. It's got to be both ways, and you got to be willing to give 100% attention. You know, Don't be sitting on your phone or your iPad or your computer or whatever when you're having meaningful discussions. Be engaged and involved. I like it. Wise words. All right, Tony, what you got for it, man? I would say communication and compromising. Whoo, compromising, which means that the guy just has to say, "Never mind." You're you're right. You're right. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm gonna say, uh, understanding each other's sense of humor. I think that is huge because uh, in the beginning of my relationship, I and even still to this day, I joke around a lot. My facial expressions stay the same, and so my sarcasm gets missed and is taken seriously. And it's like a point of contention until I say, you really thought I was serious? Like, you know, I have to like bring, like reel it back in. It took a while for my wife to get used to my sense of humor. Uh, but that all goes to communication. It's understanding what your partner is saying. So, right. uh, yeah, good good stuff. Uh, who is the most underappreciated player? All right. And then we answered the flavor of ice cream thing here. Uh, Tony, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? We'll ask you that. Mint chocolate chip. There you go. So we answered that on show one. If I'm not mistaken, Jaron, yep. 
Uh, we talked about gelato uh, and survey yeah. and uh, most underappreciated player. I'm gonna go with Jimmy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Jimmy Ward. I'm gonna go with Jimmy Ward. What do you guys got? I'm gonna go most underappreciated. Man, damn! I don't know if he's underappreciated, but he's not paid as an underappreciated player. He's uh, the highly, very highly pay, paid player. But I, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go use check because he's very vital to that offense. Whether it's in the run game, his ability to like do that play action. Not play action, but the ability to show run to the left, peel back across the formation, going away from the play, kicking out the end, and then letting the running back cut off his block. I just like what Yushek brings to offense. All right. Brian, who you got? Pepper. Tabor. Our long snapper, man. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Those solved guys are all underappreciated across the entire That's league. Right. That's right. And he solved the woes, man. A lot of people were giving him giving those long snappers a lot of flack before. So I like that. I like that a lot. Uh Vernon chimes in. Which rookie makes the biggest impact on the field this season? This season. That's a that's a nice little twist to it. Trey Sermon for me. That's a that's a very that's a damn, that's a really good one. Uh who you got, Tony? I'm going to go Aaron Banks. Yes. Because in order for Trey Sermon to have a big year, they're going to need production from that right guard spot. So one hand washes the other. All right. George Seifert's 1989 team versus Shanahan's 2019 team. Can we just talk about that? No, it was different years. Yeah, it was different. It was different. Uh, We did the Harbaugh versus uh, Shanahan with Harbaugh. Uh, Which are you supporting, and what's the final score? I know there's different errors and rules. Um. Yeah, I can't. There's too many moving parts to this. Damn, this is a really good one. All right, I'm going to answer this quick because it's going to be the last question. Uh, I'm going to go. I, I got to go with the '89 team. I have to. I have to. They don't. They wouldn't have folded under pressure in the Super Bowl the way Shanahan's '19 team did. I have to go with them. That's sound logic. What did you got, Tony? I agree, but the '94 team will smoke both of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that is going to do it. That half hour went by really, really quick. I can't believe it's been a half hour. Again, Brian, happy anniversary to you and the missus. Fellas, thanks for chopping it up with us. We are out of here, guys. We will see you tomorrow night. If you guys didn't get your questions answered, make sure you type them in early, and uh, we'll try to get to them as soon as possible. All right? Peace. We love you. Mahalo. There it is.